I'm really keen to kind of start the show properly, but people are phoning in, so let me just quickly do this, and then we'll play a record, and then we'll do the show. Yeah, line one, what do you want? We haven't started the show properly yet. Good evening, Ian. Yes, good evening. We haven't started. Oh, right. Yeah. But why have the BBC put you up against your own show? It's a crazy world where dreams can come true. I've always dreamt of being on BBC Two in a hit sitcom whilst presenting uh, a radio show in front of an ever-growing audience. And it's come true! Then it's not good enough. I can't do two things at once. Mmm. That leaves us all in a bit of a quandary, doesn't it? Ian Lee's two-hour-long late-night radio show starting at 11. What do you think about stem cell research? But seriously, what do you think about stem cell research? What do you think about stem cell research? I'm um, uh, 45. Other people want to try you, girl. Baby. Right, so it, it's not... It's, uh, but it's, am I making noise? I'm very quiet in my ears, Eloise. I'm doing my knob and everything, and it's still... Does it sound... Does it sound normal? Go in... Does it sound normal to you? In there, it does. Shall I go and hear it outside? Go and listen outside in the hallway. Let's see how we sound. I'll be talking like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'm very... I'm very quiet. I'm sure I'm very quiet. There's something not quite right there. Definitely not quite right. Eloise? 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 It sounds very quiet. It's not. It's not coming up very high on the the meter. It's not going. Look, that's how high it's going. I'll twist that one. It, there we go. Yep. Four. Four. Ah. Four. What a rubbish! I hope Todd's not listening to this in the car. <laughs> Imagine Todd Rundgren, who's coming in soon, in his luxury limousine, being whisked from some exotic nightclub uh, to come and do this interview, uh, and he's, he's listening to the radio going. Do you know what? I think I'll, I'm going to go back to uh, I'm going to go back to the club and hang out with some dancing ladies because this sounds utter pony. So get this: I'm on the radio tonight. I'm on BBC Two tonight. I'm on BBC Three at the same time on the Real Hustle. Wow, that's amazing. Time traveller. So you're really loud now. <laughs> oh. I break in the Real Hustle. I'm breaking into a lady's house. It's the most upsetting thing I've ever ever done. I would thoroughly recommend that nobody breaks into ladies' houses and steals all of their. Th- it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. I've got bad hair as well, big hair. Kind of my big hair days. When did you have big hair? Um, about three weeks ago. I don't remember. So Todd Rundgren is coming into the studio, which we are all very excited about. I'll be honest, I'm a little bit nervous. Mm. Little bit nervous. You've not seen me like this before, have you? I'm a little bit. Little, you are very nervous. I've got more an nervous in. than I've ever seen you. I've got an in, and I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be good fun. It's, but uh, but I'm I'm a little bit nervous. I'm rearranging things on my desk. So what have we got tonight? Not a lot, really. We've got Todd will come in, and that'll be absolutely delightful. Got the final Fonz off. The final. Oh, it's the final of the Fonz off. Yes. Well, well remembered. I'd forgotten all about that. Oh, let me just write that down on the list of things to do. Final Fonz. Off. Okay, that's groovy. Um, we may talk about you having bugs crawling all over you in the night. Yeah. It's just something to get you uh, excited, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we want people to write a biography. Biog. Bio. Bio. I think it's both, isn't it? It's all of them. Yeah. Uh, for, for, for me, for the show. And uh, email them in, ian.lee at absoluteradio.co.uk. If you were listening to last night, you know that was on my list of things to do today. But you shirked it. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. And I've sat there looking at it going, I could do that. Or I could get one of the suckers, one of the listeners to the show to do it. So that's what we're doing. Send in um, a biog of me, and the best one will go on the Absolute Radio website. Do they have to be truthful? No, 
could be any old tosh. Okay. Any old tosh you want to make. Don't be rude, though. Do you know what I mean? Don't be rude. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Good evening. This is the patient saint of New Wave and Alternative 80. Valley for a rainy day. Silent film of nothing miracle play. Dancing up there through my window. To a backdrop of a slow descending grade. Thank you. What a bunch of fruitcakes we have listening to this show. Uh, speaking of fruitcakes, it's Rob in the Ponder's End. Good evening, Rob. <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, Rob. We thought you were dead or banged up. <laughs> no, no, God, I don't commit crime anymore. Thank I'm, I'm an ex- ex-con. Ex-con, okay. Ex-con. So, ex-con, yes. Yeah. So, like, I really did learn to never say that. Okay, we don't... In, we do, in, in prison, in prison. We don't We don't need to revisit old ground. I'm, I think that we should go onwards and upwards. Well, I think that it should be reiterated. Reiterated? Yeah. I should be reiterated. No, I think it should be reiterated. Okay, well, you've, you've reiterated that. Let's, now let's move on. Well, okay, I love you. I think you're great, mate. You know, you're, you're, you're a genius, also. Oh, dear. Okay. Rob, what have you been smoking tonight? Uh, some killer weed. Some killer weed. I thought it would be. Thank you very much for that, Rob. There we go. It's uh, an insight into the, the mind of... Um... Another thing I want to talk about tonight is I have been... Uh, no. Is this person who I'm going to talk about going to be listening to the show? Probably not, but I still have to tread carefully. So, I'm going to say that someone has given my... Someone who comes to my house regularly has given my wife and I a thing. I've got to be really vague because this person might be listening. <laughs> okay. Are we still going to understand it? Hmm. Well, let, I'll tell the story vaguely and you tell me if you understand it if I need to reiterate. Okay. So, someone who comes to my house regularly has given my wife and I something that we don't like. But, and my wife is like, well, just chuck it. I'm like, but this person, let's say he's called Steve. It's a woman. (laughs) Uh, But Steve comes to the house once a week. Right? Okay. And so I've said, oh, no, no, we can't can't throw it away. We have to have it out so that every time Steve comes... You can put it back out again. Put it back out. So... Every, let's say he comes on a Tuesday. Doesn't. <laughs> comes on a Friday. Stop making it unvague. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm making it we more. don't know that no. it's not a Tuesday. We don't. So, every Tuesday when he comes... <laughs> on a Friday. I get this thing out. <laughs> it's like an ornament. Right. Oh, that is, it is an ornament. I've just said that now. Can't you just say it got smashed? No, because it's plastic. Oh, <laughs> I have to. I get it out and put it somewhere prominent in the living room, and then Steve finishes, and then goes finishes cleaning. Oh! <laughs> and so when he goes, I then take it and put it back in a cupboard. Oh, no. And I'm locked into that now, forever. And because they're Steve... <coughs> what? So what does he do when he's round? Watch, play a game? 
Um, plays a game. Plays video games, yeah. Uh, so yeah, every week on a on a Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, don't don't you do it? He don't say she. I'm not gonna. Good. Yeah, you have to keep it. So I've got to keep it. So I've got to keep it. And my wife's going, just chuck it on there. But so I. But the thing is, I keep it and I, I take it out and I put the thing and I put it there and then when when he goes, I put it down, put it back in the cupboard. So the question that that's building towards is: Have you, dear listener, got something in your house that you don't want, but for whatever reason you can't get rid of it and you kind of have to keep it on display? If, if anyone has got something that they specifically get out once a week or once or whenever, like their mother-in-law comes over or something like that, I'd love to hear that. Oh, double three, oh one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. But if there is is just something in your house that for for some reason you cannot get rid of, you have to keep. Uh, I, I want to know. Oh, double three, oh one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. I'm sure most normal people don't worry about that kind of stuff, but it, I'm because I'm just a little bit socially awkward. Sorry. Uh, I'm just seeing you robbing the house right now. Are you watching me robbing the house? Yeah. It's it's not pleasant, is it? No, but it hasn't started yet. Oh, well, then, so you're yeah, not, you, not just seeing me do it, then? Yeah, yeah you put the, you're, you're, the, you're in the van. Okay, this is on BBC Three. This is the, We haven't got BBC yeah. Three, have we? I don't know. Yeah. Have we got BBC Three? That Maybe we've got it right here. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he talking to himself? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Yeah. Oh, we can't watch the telly, because if Todd Rundgren comes in... Oh, oh, no. Do you want to listen to the TV, then? Yeah, go on, do, on. Put the TV on. Put the TV on. Let's, let's hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah, if you shut up, I can, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, if you, I can hear you talking. Oh, look, Todd Rundgren's turned up, and what we've got, we've got you on the blooming phone, Vinny, playing the telly down the thing. This is going to look most unprofessional. He's not going to want to come and do the interview now. Vinny, I'm going to boot you off. He's gone. Oh, Todd, you ju- listen, it's lovely to meet you. I'm Ian. How are you doing? Hi, Ian. How are you? You're joining us in the most unprofessional start of the radio show we've ever done. Hello, how's it going? Hello, nice to And I hear that's going some distance. Oh, man, alive. It's, 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 it's one of- Vinny, have you gone? No. Go, go away, I've got my guest has turned up. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's the most unprofessional start to a show. We've got some guys phoning me up, playing some TV down the phone. And Hey, listen, let me play a record. Sure. So you can settle in. We'll get nice and comfortable, and then we'll, we'll kick on with this nonsense. Here's MGMT. Yeah, we'll, we have a drink, but... we can, we, we'll sort anything out you want. We've got <laughs> bags of cash here. Ian Lee. It's about love and life. And live radio wrestling matches. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. Okay, very, very excited because uh, Todd Rundgren is in the studio. Good evening, Todd. Good evening. Uh, there we go, Perky. I've, uh, I've already embarrassed myself because I'm a huge XTC fan and I've mentioned um, that we were going to play Love on a Farm Boy's Wages from Skylarking. And of course it's not from Skylarking. No. Nope. The album you produced. And I, then I went, all cocky. Are you sure it's not? <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! As soon as I said that, I thought, "Oh, jeez, that's how." However, you the uh, "Earn Enough for Us," which is kind of the same song, it is kind yeah. of the same song. Yeah. Do you mind talking about Skylarking? Because I've—I don't mind at all. I've heard the XTC side, and then <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't from from what I've heard from Andy. It wasn't all smiles and roses producing that album. He oh, felt quite it, uncomfortable. It never would have been. No. None of their productions from that era were smiles and roses. Yeah. They, uh, 
They were notorious for driving their producers out of the studio. Really? Is that... Either for, like, taking forever to make the record, and the producer has to go make a living somewhere else. Yeah, to do something, you know, yeah. Or, uh, or just, you know, left in frustration. Yeah. You know, I've got... I Actually, after the album, I got a note of condolence from Gus Dudgeon. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> so how did... How, what was it? They were, they were dragging their heels? Uh, no, or? no, it's, it's not that. It's, um... They're, you know, a very perfectly sensible, in a, in a sense, yeah. uh, explanation for, for their modus operandi. Andy got this um, terrible stage fright yeah. anxiety, so they stopped performing live. Mm. So the band's entire musical life is in the studio. Yeah. So once they get in the studio, they're in no hurry to get out, yeah, because as soon as they get out, the music's over. <laughs> yeah. So the records were just taking forever mm. to make. You know, they were taking like a year to make is one reason why um, Virgin called me into do the project because I was notorious for keeping things moving along and that was the source of friction you said keep, much, keeping yeah. things moving along were you an angry young man oh there was a time when I was angry yeah. but not during the course oh, okay. of, of making this particular record yeah you know uh, we probably wouldn't have finished it if I had been but what, what stopped you being angry did you just kind of grow oh, up you mean in, li in life, life yeah. in life in general um mescaline <laughs> Hey, it works. It, it works, dude. That's, you know, if that's what it takes. For some it, people, it does. Yeah. I, I had to stop I'm doing that stuff to stop being, to stop being angry. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go the other way. Uh, so, um, now, I've got your list of, of stuff you produced. I didn't know you produced Bat Out of Hell. Yes, I did. That's, which is, is, is one of the all-time greatest rock albums I ever. more than produced it, I birthed it. Really? Yes, I gestated and birthed it myself. It, was, it a, was it that a painful process? It wasn't that <laughs> making the record was painful, it was getting someone to release the record was painful. Really? Well, by the time I saw um, Meatloaf for the first time, which was in a, um, in a rehearsal studio. Yeah. Um, and he, it was just Meatloaf and Steinman. Yeah. And the original uh, girl singer was Ellen Foley. And they had a um, another background singer. His name is Rory Dodd. And there mm. was just the four of them. And they essentially played for me the entire Bad Out of Hell record, just wow. on piano, vocals, and Meatloaf. Yeah. And the same act that you're so familiar with when you've seen Meatloaf live with the kerchief and the sweating and running all, of, <laughs> all around and stuff. They did the whole thing. They did the whole Paradise by the Dashboard Light, humping, the, humping his hip and all that other stuff. You know, it was all... <laughs> Exactly as it eventually evolved into, but they did it just completely stripped down, and they had done it for every producer in the business. Yeah. Nobody wanted to hear of it, hear of it because all the songs were so long, and um, and they thought that nobody's going to go for this fat guy, yeah. you know. And it's, a, it's a strange look. It's, it's an odd look for a, a rock star, you know, a big guy with the long hair. And certainly, well, a lot of people uh, do not remember that. Um, they have seen Meatloaf even before they've ever heard of Meatloaf. He mm. was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, he was, yeah, yeah. He was also in the Rocky Horror Show in uh, on Broadway, which is where I first saw him. Yeah, and um, and so I agreed to do the record because I thought this reminds me of Bruce Springsteen. These big, overblown, you know, rock epics, and somebody has to take the piss out of Bruce Springsteen sometime. Oh, please, dear God, yes. And isn't so he, I thought he, we're isn't just he up his own backside. He's too this. <laughs> this this record is going to be a total spoof on Bruce Springsteen. And so um, we're ready to record the record. We're all rehearsed. We got the band, which actually includes like two or three guys from the E Street band. Wow, okay. Are on the record. And we're all rehearsed and ready to go in the studio. And Meatloaf uh, decides that the label that he was on, he says, I, don't, I want to get off my label. They don't understand me. Yeah. This is like the day before we're going in the studio to start the record. These are you know? mental, aren't they? And so I he, love it. 
And so he calls uh, his label, uh, some subsidiary of RCA or something like ironically called Utopia Records. Mm. And, um, and they say, please, please get off the label. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> And so there we're stuck with the entire band all rehearsed ready to go into the studio. Yeah. Now fortunately I'm like the uh house producer for Bearsville Records. Mm. And so I go to the um uh to the managing director and Albert who's the owner of the label. I said, Well if you guys underwrite the cost of making this record, you get right a first refusal. Yeah. So we did the record and it took a little a little while but not terrifically long. We were well well rehearsed, good band. Longest part was getting Meatloaf to sing in tune. And um, we finished the record and, and mixed it. Oh, this is a secret? Wait, yeah, we got it. There's some kind of secret here? <laughs> Meatloaf uh, can't sing? He's, he's on a TV show now judging pop stars becoming opera stars. Uh, you notice that he's not one of the opera stars. You know. um, Todd Rundgren's super big. Come on, like Meat. Come on, Meat. Like Meat and I like this. We're like this. That's me on top, all right? Um, but... Uh, they uh, they say okay you know we'll charge it to you and until um, until the record gets placed and we got the writer first refusal finish the record let them hear it they said no nah, we don't want this no really and then it took like another three four months for them to find anyone to release the record yeah and it was a little obscure label called Cleveland International mm. subsidiary of Epic Records and one guy named Steve Popovich and for some and the only other artist he had on his label was Ian Hunter yeah and he just for some reason, he fell in love with the record and saw the potential in it, and he just wouldn't give up on it. So he released the first single, and nothing happened. He released another single, and nothing happened. And by the time they got to the third single, Meatloaf had been touring enough, and he also got a video on MTV. Mm. And so it suddenly started this slow burn that suddenly caught into a flame by yeah. the third single. And then they went back and released the ones they had released already. See, that's great. You couldn't do that now. If the first single stiffs, then No, they you're out. just you're forget about here. it. Unless you got the president of the label, yeah. you know, just totally committed to you. And yeah. that's see that that's an anecdote that I always tell the people, you know, it is there are lots of great records that never get heard and it's usually the fecklessness of the label yeah. is why you haven't heard them. Yeah. Not because they're not good records or not because they couldn't even become hits. What year did Battle of Hell come out? When was that? Uh, 77, I think. See, I was like five then. Four yeah. or five. And I remember for when I was... And it's been on the charts since then. It's been sold like a billion copies. Stupid. How, how many? 42? 43. Jeez. Oh, sorry, 43 million. I, and I remember in the 80s, kind of, kind of... Third biggest selling album of all time. Was the Rumours... Is Rumours up there? Is no, it's up there, there, but it's not... Didn't sell more than uh, Meatloaf. It was um, Thriller. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, and dear. it's third after Dark Side of the Moon. Because everyone always thinks that Sgt. Pepper's... Uh, Sgt. Pepper, one of the worst Beatles albums? The funny thing is that the Beatles didn't always go gold with their LPs. Really? The market was so much smaller then that they didn't automatically go gold. All of them are gold now. Yeah. But in their particular time frame, no, a lot of them did not go gold. What's your favorite Beatles album? My favorite? Yeah. Hmm, well, uh... Oh, I'm, I'm thinking it's the first Beatles album, you know, Meet the Beatles. It's really? probably it. Really? Well, it's, you know, the first revelation of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Uh, I kind of like all this, 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 this sort of psychedelic. I like, I mean, Revol Rubber well, Song I, Revolver. For I me, liked them all. I liked them all after that. I think Revolver was probably my next yeah. favorite. My next favorite would be Revolver, then probably Abbey Road or yeah. something like that. Yeah, mine are Revolver and Abbey Road, I think, are kind of the masterpieces. It's only now that I'm starting to get into the early kind of rock and roll. Well, the sounds. thing is, you have to put yourself in the mail, you, particularly like in the United States. We didn't have. Um, 
that kind of self-contained quartet thing. Yeah. Um, the United States music market was still find some pretty guy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, El- with an Elvis pompadour or something mm. like that. Doesn't matter if he can sing or not. Just find a song that suits nice his Frankie voice. Avalon you know, Frankie dude. Avalon, Fabian, all these people, yeah. all these pretty boys. You know, and you know, big orchestrations, uh, you know, anonymous musicians, and things like that. And then suddenly, this self-contained. They write all their own stuff. They play all their own yeah. instruments. They sing all the parts themselves. You know, it's them. Mm. You know, and that was a revelation for us. And, and then suddenly, as well. there's like. Four-piece bands all over the yeah. place, you know, like exploding. Yeah. And so um, that first record just, you know, from an American standpoint was a revelation because after the Beatles, there were all of these English quartets, the yeah. Searchers um, uh, and various, and, you know, the Dave Clark Five. They both have the Hollies, all of that stuff. Yeah, all of that stuff kind of like all poured into the American market after that. And did the we early were... Beach Boys not grab you then? Because they was... Oh, no, I was a Beach Boys fan. Yeah. I know you did a version not of the real early Beach Boys. I was not into that surf stuff. But yeah. when they got into like Caroline No and uh, and uh, Help Me Rhonda and yeah. um, and uh, just some of the, they got a little bit more sophisticated as yeah. they went along. And just about the time right before uh, Good Vibrations mm. was when they were starting to really get into a a very mature. Um, songwriting thing. Mm. It wasn't always about cars and yeah, and surfer rocks. girls and stuff like Have that. Have you worked with Brian Wilson at all? I know you've worked with with you've worked with uh, Ringo and you worked with George, didn't you? The uh, bad finger. No, I took over production of uh, Bad Finger right. straight up from George. Okay, he got um, he got over um, he got swamped with the uh, Bangladesh concert. Okay, thing. it was around then, was it? Jeez. Yeah, and. Um, and they they had actually worked on that album, yeah. you know, now shifting gears to Badfinger. They had been working on that album for a year, yeah. And they done recorded a whole album with um, with Jeff Emmerich, who was the Beatles' engineer. Mm. And that apparently was not what they were looking for. And then George started working them, but he didn't even get. He got maybe four songs, done, yeah, four or six songs. And then he got too busy to do that. And then they called me up because I had a reputation for making things mm. work. And then I came over, and ten days later, we had the album done. So, do you mind? I saw we've come, you've come in, and we're just kind of chatting. Like, do you mind talking about this old stuff? Because I know that some rock stars are kind of yeah, that was like thirty-five, forty years ago. Can we talk about we and we will talk about the concert? Don't mm. worry, we'll, we'll play a, a, a track from the album. But is are, are you? Do you mind talking about your history at all? Well, I have two histories. Right. You know, I have the history of my own music, and then I have the history of the productions that I've been involved in. And the history of my own music, I don't mind talking about because most people have no clue about mm. it at all. Mm. And I don't mind talking about the productions because there's a lot of, you know, kind of anecdotal, interesting stuff to talk about. Okay, listen, let, yeah. I need to play a record. Let's play, let's play a Meat Love song, and then when we come back, we'll sure. talk about the, the, the album and the concert and everything that's going on there. Fantastic. Well, it, 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 it is one of the best albums of all time. And I spent a lot of the 80s laughing at that album, sneering at it. In a kind of, seriously, I'm being honest, in a kind of snobby... And you, in a way you're supposed to. Well, yeah, because it, it is it's so pompous and so it, over the top. It's over the top. That's, you know, if you ever met Jim Steinman, yeah. it, he knows exactly yeah. how far he's pushing it. He's got a real kind of perverse sense of humor mm. and a lot of this is a lot of the record and his writing is a product of that i got that album about 15 years ago for like two quid in a in a market oh we'll, we'll get it there's a couple of good songs on there and then i just sat there listening to it and just played it like three times in a row because it did it, it is wonderful wonderful now listen the reason let's do the business side of things shall we this is what you're here for 
Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the, you're you're the, the British premiere of A Wizard, A True Star, which is your album from 73, I think we just yes. established. You're playing the whole thing in its entirety. Uh, we are, which uh, sounds simple enough. But I heard it the other day for the first time. That ain't simple, man. No, <laughs> that sim- ain't simple. It, it sounds simple enough, but um, it's never been done before. Even though we've done parts of it throughout the years, um, have you not done it in the states? This we've done it already. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, as a matter of fact, the the germ of this whole idea started here in England right. with our uh, British promoter who was promoting the show tomorrow night and uh, Saturday. On Saturday. Saturday excuse night. me, excuse Saturday, me. Saturday. Saturday. You only just got in the country. That's yeah, fine. it's not. It's not past midnight yet. No. Um, and uh, he had taken note of the fact that uh, some younger bands like Hot Chip and uh, Daft Punk had cited mm. that record as having some influence. Indeed, it was sampled onto onto somebody's record. So he thought it'd be a great way to introduce me to a younger audience mm. by t- essentially making an event uh, around this record. And at the time, we had I had no concrete approach for it. I didn't know what I was going to do. If I was to do it, I thought, oh, we'll hire circus performers, you know, and we'll, um, and acrobats, and, and we'll have guest spots of different people doing different songs. Um, but my um, American fan base heard about the plans, and they said, we don't want to have to go all the way to England to hear this, yeah. so we're going to promote some shows here. So my a couple of my fans actually who had never promoted shows before, decided that Put they were going to um, do this, and it turned into a stretch of seven gigs in September. Mm. And then we did another four in December. And how's it... Listen, I, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard the album before, and we got sent it, and I listened to it, and it's hard work. And I don't mean that as a criticism. No, it, it is. I, I it think always, that's a good always thing. always was hard yeah, work. Yeah, but it is. Uh, how, uh, how, did the, how are the audiences... I'm guessing they know the thing backwards, but how are they reacting to it live? Well, it... There are a lot of things happening. Mm. One is that, you know, since it is an event, and since it's, it's an event based on something that happened 40 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people are determined to make it, and they see people that they haven't seen in, like, decades. Mm. So it becomes almost like a, you know, a reunion event, yeah. not just a presentation of the record. And I imagine that happens with a lot of uh, of these kind of recreations. You yeah. know, people, they have an attachment to a particular record, and they, and no matter how to- many times that artist has toured, yeah. that's special, and they're going to make sure that they go to that. Yeah. And so there's a whole sort of reunion party atmosphere that goes along with it that kind of gives us you know an edge you know the audience is already really up for it by the time we uh, start to play it and as you mentioned it has a, there's a chaotic element to yeah, it. oh yeah and that chaotic element keeps people out of their seats for mm. the whole thing and so um of the shows that we've done so far i don't think that we've had any regardless of you know how kind of shoddy we may have felt at our own performances mm. we don't th- i don't think we've ever had a, a disappointed audience mm. just because partly because of the content you know and if we make a mistake here or there people are very forgiving of it and and because of the you know stream of conscious nature consciousness nature of the music there's not enough time to dwell on any mm. of that you know we're already on to something else by the time we're considering the mistakes we made on the last yeah. song so um it it kind of breezes through, and there's a quality about the record. You may have noticed it. The fact that there aren't breaks between the songs. Yeah. It, after you've been listening to it for a little while, you 
can't remember how long you've been listening to it. Mm. You get into the sort of timeless space because most people, when they listen to an album and the songs are typically three, four minutes long, you get some idea how long you've been listening because, oh, I listened to three songs. I must have been here 12, 15 minutes, something like that. When there is that, that sort of point of reference and the music is always jumping around to different uh, places, you know, and sometimes it's uh, it's languid, and sometimes it's it's uh, enervated and and energetic, and and uh, sometimes the songs are a minute long, and sometimes they're six minutes long. It completely destroys your sense of how long you've yeah. been listening to it, and I think it has the same effect live. Mm. You know, is that after a certain point, people just completely forget any of the other external circumstances. You get completely sucked. A, a, a into The description it. I would give it: it's proper mental. It's proper mental. Proper mental. That's, that's what it is. It is. And it's, it's, <laughs> people don't make albums like this anymore where it kind of meanders and there's a little bit where it goes off and then yeah. it gets all catchy and poppy and, you know, and it goes around. They don't do that. Listen, I've got to play some adverts. Are you okay to stick around for another ten minutes? Is that, is that cool? I don't want to... We're here. Listen, man, groovy. Listen, let's, uh, let's, let's do some adverts and then we'll come back. We'll play a track from this and we'll talk some more about the concert. Sure thing. Ian Lee. It's about love and life. And live radio wrestling matches. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. There was the hard ending. Thank that was you it. for the warning, Mr. Rundgren. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, okay, so listen. The, 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 the We're professionals here, <laughs> right? Oh, if you could see what was going on before <laughs> that song was playing. Not in the slightest. So, A Wizard of True Start is, uh, you're, you're doing it, it's only one night here. What, what on earth are you thinking? Why only one night? Um, well, I wasn't thinking it. As I, as I mentioned go. earlier, it's my uh, British promoter. Back, back came... to the mescaline days. Okay, so it's this Saturday at the Hammersmith, it's, it's called the HMV Hammersmith Apollo now, is it? Okay, the Hammersmith Apollo. Uh, the ticket hotline is 08700. Uh, 603 777 0800-603-777-You-can-also-get-tickets-at-ctickets.com. Uh, there's a few left, and there are tickets for Amsterdam as well. I believe there's still... We're playing the Paradiso on Monday, so if, uh... If your airways reach as far as Holland, there'll be someone in Holland. Ah, okay. Now listen, I, I, I read something, and I've not been able to find this. My, my, my mic's gone very quiet. Hang on a second. Let me just uh, boost. There we go. That's it. We reset it. Uh, I, now I read something in all the sheets of paper I was given, and I've not been able to find it since. So maybe I dreamt it. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Is this being released on, like, USB sticks straight after the concert? Yes. It is? That is true. Oh, I, okay, because I thought, I can't find that anywhere. So, yeah. How, it's, uh, how it's, is that working? Um, well, since it's on USB sticks, they've eliminated, you know, the, the kind of lag time with right. trying to burn actual so discs. Okay. So, they'll um, mix the show um, yeah. live, and I think... Um, I can't give you all the details of the process, but they... I, I want all of the details, okay. Todd. Give I, them to I me. believe they actually go through a very quick remix process wow. as well. Okay. You know, in other words, if they go to the show and they discovered they made a mistake somewhere yeah. in the mix, they go back and quickly and repair all of that, and then they create a, a final mix and burn them, like, in an instant onto these uh, USB thumb drives. We live in the future. We do. It's, even, I, you know, I, I'm The future to, is now. It is. I'm used to technology, but even that is blowing my mind. You, and so they, they, the kids walk out of the concert, the kids, yeah. the, the, the heads walk out of the concert, and the, the USB is there, and you can buy it, and it's... I believe... I believe that's true. I believe that there's a, a bit of a time lag, but okay. I don't think it's more than like 20 minutes or half that's an hour. amazing. After the show. And is it true that you filmed every concert in the States and you're going to release them all in a box set? Oh, we haven't 
finished editing. <laughs> but it's gonna take you forever. And this is a, this is a rumor. Well, it is taking a little bit of time, but um, we did um, uh, we did two shows in Akron, Ohio, and both of those shows were um, simulcast over the internet. Okay. Then we uh, did a. Um, a recording of the show in Stanford, Connecticut, specifically for a DVD. Yeah. So that did not go out over the internet. But then um, we played two shows in Chicago, and both of those were simulcast on the internet. So we had to draw from actually five complete high-def video wow. versions of the show. And since we didn't do a perfect show on any one of those <laughs> nights... Oh, uh, he's putting himself it, down. It turned out that I, you know, that I pretty much have to... You know, edit all five okay. shows and then take the best of them for kind of like the the ultimate representation. And you do you do that? That's you. That's not some some lackey somewhere. You're sitting there at a computer going through that. Yeah, I'm You're doing that. It, it's uh, it You're is a little bonkers. time consuming. Yeah, you know, but um, but as I say, I have two careers at least. Mm. You know, I have uh, careers as an artist, and then when I'm not on the road, I'll be producing records or some other kind of studio related kind of thing. Mm. So. Um, and I have done uh, a lot of video work before. It yeah. isn't as if it's a, a new discipline to me. Mm. And technology makes things really super oh, it's, easy nowadays. It's, it's like, wonderful. I'm doing it all on my laptop, yeah. pretty much all the prep work and stuff on my laptop. So it's um, I can do it anywhere. I don't okay, have to listen, be this, 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 we're running out of time. There's so much I want to ask you, which we're not going to do. I wanted to ask you, but I didn't know you'd work with the band. I, I uh, love stage right. You produce yes. stage right. You work. You produced the first Sparks album before they were Sparks. They were I called l- Half Nelson. Half Nelson. They they recently. You know they came over and they did twenty one concerts. Each I heard. Night was each a was album. one of their albums. Yeah. Jeez, that's that's a lot of stuff to remember. That, <laughs> but they are out there, so they can. Uh, that's how. Well, okay. The thing I will ask you about is I'm a huge, huge Beatles fan. They are third only to the Beach Boys, the Monkeys, and then it comes the Beatles. <laughs> the Monkeys. Oh come on, man! I love the Monkeys. I love. We got Mickey Dolenz coming in, so I love. I love the Monkeys. But you, of course, have, uh, the, the Ringo Starr All Star Band. Is when was when did you last do that? That was a while ago, wasn't it? I did it in. I think I was in 1993. Was that the first time ago? I did it, and then I did it again um, maybe five years later. So. Oh, I thought you'd done it more recently than that. Uh, okay. No, no more recently he changed he mixes the yeah. lineup up every tour that he does and he doesn't tour every year okay. so um how so, so i got to do two of them and they were two completely different kinds of lineups um who, who was in the lineups with you well the first one there was joe walsh and there was um nils lofgren and um and uh timothy b schmidt was on the bass and wow. zach was the other drummer yeah yeah and uh, who was it? Oh, another guitar player. I can't, you know, my Ed, mind is going. David. Dave. Dave Edmonds, yes. Wow, also, okay, yeah, yeah, Dave And I, had, I was in, um, I had uh, been doing something of a revival tour with my band Utopia in Japan. Mm. So I got to rehearsal like three days after they started. Yeah. There's five guitar players. All the guitar parts are taken. Completely full of All yeah. full, you know, so all I'm doing is strumming the acoustic guitar most of the time, except on my own songs. And so that was that was interesting, and that was the the tour that I remember where half the band was in AA and half the band was drunk off their ass, <laughs> and I was just kind of in the middle there, so you know. One, one side having twelve step meetings, the other side of puking up in the exactly. Street. I mean, it's so funny to look out the window and there's Ringo and half the crew in Gothenburg, Sweden, going to an AA meeting, and I'm wondering what they did. You know, listen to people confess in Swedish, and. Um, and then the other, you know, the others 
people, you know, just like, trashed. Yeah, just unbelievable. But, 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 Joe Walsh is gluing his furniture to the ceiling of his hotel room. I'd imagine, is it fun, or do you get sick playing Octopus's Garden every single night? You know, it must be... Well, it's, it's fun from the standpoint that... You know, you have a very limited set of responsibilities. Mm. You know, when I'm doing my own thing, I got to carry the weight of it all myself. Yeah. And the great thing about it is, you know, when you're traveling with somebody like Ringo, that's the first time I ever toured in a private plane. Mm. Wow. Know? Which is, you know, which is a great experience because the horror of going through airports nowadays is yeah. just, it's the worst thing about the game. Take your belts off, take and your shoes take off. Take your shoes off. Can we look down your, your pants? Yeah. yeah. Can we. The whole damn deal. Can we disassemble everything you're carrying yeah, right now yeah. three or four times? Yeah, I want to see that laptop working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that whole damn deal. So, um, so it was great to travel that kind of first class. You stay where Ringo stays. Nobody's a second-class citizen in yeah. Ringo's tours. So you stay at the Georges Sank when you're in Paris. And, Wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a great experience. Yeah. And is it, he as nice as he seems? I love Ringo. I never met him, but he seems just wonderful. He is that he's the most down to earth and nicest Beatle there is. It, really, you know, and uh, that's tough because you know from the time they were very young, they're treated like royalty. Yeah, yeah. And it's of hard to keep you know it's hard to keep your head. And you notice that every once in a while, you know, Ringo kind of like has a temptation to go back to sort of like the Beatle thing. You know, too busy, too busy, can't do any of this. Mm. You know, but he really does want to you know have contact with his fans. Mm. And he really wants them to have a good time, mm. and he wants all of his players to have a good time. He's just I a great host, Ringo. and uh, he was always terrific to me. So. I always feel sorry for Ringo because you think once the Beatles split up, he was kind of—I mean, he did have—he had some hits and he had, but the others, you know, George is writing songs, John and Paul are kind mm -hmm. of writing songs, however good they were, is, is you know, arguable, but. He's just kind of just left on his own a bit. I always felt sorry for Ringo, you know. He just well, like... I think, you know, for a while he sort of drifted, and then yeah. he found this, you know, this idea, you know, because the thing that was, um, you know, writing the song, the, the songs that were written for him, whatever, the ones that he co-wrote and the ones that yeah. became hits or minor hits or whatever, I think, you know, he gets a certain amount of satisfaction out of that, but the thing he likes most is playing, yeah. you know. He, if he goes too long without playing, I think it, you know, he... He aches to do it. Yeah. So I think that's why he put the band together and why he keeps putting bands together. He can go for a year or two without playing, but then he's got to get the sticks in his hand. Yeah. Todd, listen, we're going to have to move on. Is this the first interview you've done where they've not mentioned or played I, I saw the light? Yes. It is, isn't it, I think? Yes. I think we've done the first So far. One. Are we going to spoil that? No, we're no. not going to spoil it. We're not going to spoil it. I want, that, I want it to be a record. Listen, man, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Let's give the, the business side again. It's a Wizard of True Star. It's this Saturday at the Hammersmith Apollo. Uh, tickets 08700 603 777, or you can go to ctickets.com. There's also tickets available for Amsterdam, which is happening next week. Uh, if you don't mind, I would like to end with Dear God from XTC, if that's all right. Please. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you, mate. Thank you very much. My pleasure. late-night radio show starting at 11. Oh, that was exciting, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. What a, lo what a lovely man Todd Rundgren is. Isn't he nice, Eloise? Lovely. And his, and wife, his wife was lovely. His wife was delightful. And that gentleman, who I don't know who he was, he was lovely as well. I'm guessing he was the PR. Yeah. He was very nice. Um, Scott Jones is getting on my nerves. Is he? I'm, not, I'm yay close to banning Scott Jones. Why, what's he been doing? Oh, I haven't just, obviously looked all uh, night. Re this really isn't working. Hate to say that. 
Uh, up yours. What? what were you listening to? It would get up your, he, and this is the second time he's kind of criticised us this week. He, he did something else and he was like, this is, this is rubbish. I just, I'm yay close to banning him. <laughs> yay close. His phone calls don't work. Him trying to get us interested in his girlfriend who dumped... And now I'm beginning to realise why his girlfriend dumped him. I can't think which one this is. Is it Scott Jones? that offered me a room? Uh, possibly. Is it Scott Jones whose girlfriend dumped in and he, he, he writes a boring blog oh and... God, I don't know. ...tries to get us interested in the boring stuff he has to say? Is that is that the Scott Jones? I'm not sure. I think it is. And it's just like, oh, you know, hey, listen, the beauty of this... Sh- and most people on Facebook are saying that they loved it and they enjoyed it, and well done you, because you are right. It was wonderful. But the beauty of doing this show is that we do have mentors coming on and we do have, uh, um, you know, lunatics phoning up and stuff, but... We don't stick to a format. That's the beauty of this show. Yeah, I think and it's good we... to change it up a bit. Of course it's good. He was the nicest man. Oh, there was me all nervous about it. He was exactly oh, no. how I hoped he would be. And was... it just flowed. You didn't really stumble or... It's, it was nice having... I could have t- chatted to him for so much, so much more. You've got th- this list of stuff that he's worked on. You think... We've got um, this album that I was going to give away. Um, but then I got him to sign it to me. And now you want to keep it? I, now I keep it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Who's this for? Is this for a listener?" I said, "Well, yeah, it was it was gonna be. We we're gonna do a competition. But you know what? That would fit quite nicely in my uh, in my CD collection, Mister Ungrid. So that's <laughs> that's where it's. You're staying. right to have said though that yeah, you might not have known a lot about him, but he you, he was definitely someone you wanted to, and he Honesty. had such a brilliant. He had so many stories and anecdotes, yeah. like, it was just, you could have listened to him for ages, I think. Honesty, I think, is you always have to be honest in these things, and mm. I could tell that he was going to be a nice chap. What songs did we play in that hour? One, two, three, four, and we played, oh, we played a Todd Rundgren song, but we didn't play that one, hang on. Just, uh, just doing, just doing the business, hang on a second. Okay. Second, was, uh, very uh, important. Is it my name? There we go. Ah, beautiful. There we go. Right, lovely. We can crack on now. See, calm down, Jones, calm down. Now we'll take the mentals uh, on the phone and, and stuff like that. It's, you know, there's room for everything in this show. I would, lo- I would love it if we could get, like, a, a, a star of that quality every week. Once a week. I'm not saying you has to sort it out, but wouldn't that be nice? It's once a week. Yeah. You have someone like that come in and you chat for 40 minutes and... Chew the fat. Uh, chew the fat. That's, and that's what we call it. You go, now it's time to... Hang on. Now it's time to chew the fat. This week I'll be chewing the fat with Mickey <laughs> Dolenz. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. But no, that won't. Um... <laughs> Maybe you'll come up with a new jingle, then. Oh, look, Jamie's... Oh, Jamie's been on the line for an hour! I know, bless him. Good evening, Ian. <laughs> oh, Jamie, I'm so sorry, mate! Your but... interview with Todd Rundgren really rocked. I- I- I've had an email from someone. This guy kept, um... Emailing all the way through the, the thing. I just didn't get a chance to read the interviews, uh, read the emails or anything. And he goes, uh, disappointed. I thought the emails were monitored during the show. If I'd known this was not checked until office hours, I wouldn't have bothered. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, about saying, bit, sorry, a, bit, a little bit busy doing a radio show. Yeah. Always... Anyway, Jamie, how are you? Very well. I've been signing up recently to partake in the voting process for your Happy Days Stroke. Fonzarella singing concert. Oh, we will be having the final of the Fonz off later on this evening, so yes, look forward to that. This, unfortunately, has given me aspirations to become a regular caller. Okay. I've recognised that the majority of your successful callers have catchphrases. That, that's, that's true, yes. Alan Caddick, for example, with his excuses, excuses catchphrase. Yes. Barry <laughs> from Watford with his bunky, bunky, bunky Margaret catchphrase. Yes, yes. He's not called in for a while, Barry. He's no. Getting, I think he's getting, uh, uh, getting too big for his boots. Rubbish, yeah, rubbish. Yes. And, uh, of course, Vinny with his the kid did a whoopsie in the garden catchphrase. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh, perhaps your listeners could suggest, um, witty catchphrases for me to do. Okay, well, look, I've just noticed something on Facebook here, that, and this, uh, this could work as a catchphrase. Hang on a second, where is it? Um, 
Um, where did that go? Um, um, how about, how about, smile for the camera? Oh. Just, 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 just try it, Jamie. Just see how it, how it fits. Try it. Smile for the camera. No, that sounds like you're a paedophile. Um, let's try... <laughs> okay. Um, um, okay, how about this? That was good. Very interesting. That was good. Very interesting. That was good. Very interesting. There we go. That, that kind of works. Jamie, how are you feeling it? Can I try one that's not too punchy? Okay, go on. Trust me. It wasn't my thumb that tickled your bum. It was Verinda. Jamie, it works. You've got it. Well done. <laughs> is it now? Which, is this now? Is this Scott Jones? It is. Well, what's your problem, mate? I haven't got a problem. You have. You keep going on the bloody Facebook and criticising the, <laughs> the stuff we do on the show. No, I love the show. But you'd also know that Ian really loves his music and loves things like that. So it's not that out there for him to do that. No, no, but it was just, all I'm saying is, you know, it's the last show of the week and yeah. no one was really expecting, like, an hour's worth of interview. We've been bigging it up all week. Yeah, you should have been expecting it, Scott. Well, I was expecting the interview, but I didn't even know the bloke was. Right. Tough. Now you know. Now you've had a really interesting interview, the, the likes of which you wouldn't have got on any other show. That is true. That is true, and it was a fantastic interview. But then what's your problem? Yeah. No, it was just, you know, it just, you know, people tuning this time of night to hear the nutters. No, that, that, I, I, that, I don't care. Listen, this show has no format. This show does not is not confined to any rule book you may have where we have to come on and do the same thing and have Andre on every every moment and Vinny coming and doing his stuff. If I want to speak to uh, Todd Rundgren for 40 minutes, I'm going to speak to Todd Rundgren for 40 minutes. And I expect people, if you don't like it, to just go and switch off, go down on the podcast, sit through it, do whatever. But don't then start going being... Barry Big Balls on Facebook and start, oh, this is rubbish. Oh, this is rubbish, this is. Oh, we don't want this. We want the nutters. Well, in fairness, it was a good interview. I know it was. It was brilliant interview. You won't get an interview like that anywhere else. No, that's true. That's true. Hey, I'm conceding here. I'm conceding. I'm saying yes. You're You're yay close to having a, what was the name of that lad we booted off yesterday? Jake Seawood or something. What was it? Uh, Jake, the guy that didn't call in. Yeah, you're yay close to get, getting, a, getting a Jake. I can't remember oh, his second name. On, you're yay close, Scott, because you, you were slagging something off the other day. I can't remember what it was. You were being a, a, an idiot on there slagging what did something. I say? Oh, you know, I can't remember. You know what it was. You were on there the other day slagging something off. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Scott's okay, got well. a partner in crime, Stuart Ripper's Ash, as well. <laughs> Comments on every single. I'm yay close to banning both of you. Well, mate, obviously a bit of a, you know. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. What's your name? What's your name? Hello, Barry. It's Ian. The phones have gone a little bit funny. You're right. Well, yeah, I'm uh, phoning in because uh, I was just nodding off. Oh, yes. And I, 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 well, I'm sure I heard a man refer to me, and I quote. As rubbish. <laughs> he said, um, he yeah. says, oh, yeah, there's the usual, oh, yeah, people have catchphrases. Yeah, Barry from Waffle. He's, he goes, he's, he goes, he's, he goes, he's rubbish. He did, he did. If we're honest, Barry, you've got a little bit too big for your boots. What were you doing? The Steve Wright show and this um, well, show you're doing at the weekend didn't offer me free tickets. You know, it's, 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 it's a little bit <laughs> over 18s only because there's a bit of uh, flange in there. You know, it's a, it's a bit... Get there's a bit, lucky, big, bit there's big a lady, 
there's a lady's knockers in it. Oh, yeah, a little, bit, little bit big for your boots, you know, and it's, it's just maybe... Well, all right. Maybe you're just not I'm, funny anymore. I'm, co- I'm committed to you, Ian. I'm committed. Right, that's why you've not phoned for a couple of weeks, but I think you're on Steve Wright this week and last week. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah. I was phoning in with a catchphrase. Okay, then. Banky Banky <laughs> is not a catchphrase. You do say it, you do say it quite regularly. Well, I have said Banky Banky yes. and knacks a couple of times. Knacks, yes, yes. Bungles, bungles. What? I've never said, but I've said it now. Now, looking, I, I can't think of a catchphrase offhand. No. Can we invent one? For, hang on, we've just done that for for the other lad. Well, what about one for me? Well. <laughs> I'm um, looking around the kitchen here. Apron? <laughs> Apron? Uh, hold on, let me just have a little look. Yeah. Uh, noisy, noisy bottles? Cups and saucers. Cups and saucers, anybody? Cups and saucers, anybody? Hold on. Hang on. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Barry! So these phones are playing up terribly this evening. I was going to try and put you through to another caller, but the phones are playing up terribly. Oh, let's give it a go. Well, I've just, well, I've just tried, and it sounds. Oh, I'll try, and it sounds like this. Hang on a minute, look. There you go. So, so what good is that? That's hope. <laughs> What's that, then? A, a prerequisite for any phone-in show, Absolute Radio, is get a flipping phones to work. Ex- exactly, and they're not working at all. Let me try that. No? Ian, I am... Hang on a minute. Eloise. Uh, Eloise. Um, I was just going to say, try pulling down the volume a little bit of it when you... I'm, I'm doing it. You go You go there and it's, it's there. there. Oh, yeah. What's Hello. the gain level on them? The, the, oh, I it's heard all someone. Zero. It's all zero. It's a voice from... Hello? Hello? Uh, Hello? Hello? Hello, I'm a Scottish man. Can I speak to Barry? No, that's you, Barry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes. Listen, the phones, the, the phones are balls up. Curse you, yeah. you crappy technical... De- I'll say it, everybody who works in the technical department here at Absolute Radio is rubbish and should be fired from their jobs immediately. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to get off to Five Live with a fantastic moment <laughs> about being attacked by animals. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Well, okay, I will do. Have you ever been attacked by an animal, Barry? Um, I could copy the story I just heard on Five Live. I wouldn't bother. Uh, well, I'll say in the night then. In the night, Barry. No, no, no. I, I, I. Ian Lee's two-hour-long late-night radio show starting at 11 every weeknight, except Fridays. Oh, it's, it's 25 past 12 all of a sudden. I've got to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I stink. D- d- not the, the act, I mean, that's not particularly great, but physically... I think I've been, I was wearing this shirt yesterday, and then I had to do a bit more filming today, and so I've been wearing this shirt today, and um, I had a doze earlier, and I didn't have a proper wash after the doze. I'm just stinky. So, um, what can I tell you? It's got a France, and it's Francine. Hello. Hello, Francine. It's not really 25. Oh, it's really 25, but it's isn't it? It really is. It really is. Yes. Yes. But, um, I just wanted to 
know what the show was about tonight. I'm really excited. I'm calling from France. Yes, okay. It's not really about anything. We were going to talk about things that you had in your house that you didn't want to have, but you had to keep them because someone gave them to you. But we might do that next week. I can't call back next week because I'm not going to be in France anymore. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Can I, can I talk to you about... Uh, yes. Fishes. Fishes? <laughs> yeah. Um... Very briefly, you can talk to me about fishes. Well, do you know how we call fishes in France? Because I'm from France. Yes. Do you know how we say that? No. Uh, little, little poisson, little poisson. The poisson, the poisson, yes. Yeah. The, the I've, po- got some, I've got some poisson in my home and I didn't really want them, but I can talk about it if you want me. Do you know what, Francine, that's, that's very kind, but I, I think we'll, we'll move on if that's all right. Uh, well, I'm going to do whatever you want me to. So, oh, yes, okay, well, well, could you could you put your phone down then? I don't know how you do that. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I I can show you. <laughs> you. You do it like this. Let's go to Gibby. Good evening, Gibby. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing, fella? I must say that was a fine interview with Todd. May God bless you and uh, protect you and your family. I didn't even realise he did bow the house. No, I didn't know until the other day, and I was I was going through it. Was, I, uh, to be honest, I was a little bit worried. I didn't quite know how to peg the interview. I didn't quite know where I was going to go with it. And then uh, I was looking through the notes today, and I saw Bat Out of Hell, produced by him. I was like, that is my in, dear listener. That is how we will get in. It's the greatest driving song ever. Oh, it's it's just, it's so overblown and over the top. It's wonderful, a wonderful record. I love it. No, he was a thoroughly, thoroughly nice chap. Top he was brilliant. He's, he's, ignore the Facebook idiot. No, I'll, 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 I will ignore the idiots and Scott Jones. That's fine interview. Anyway, um, you didn't get called just to suck popular. up to me. Yes, you know how to make the show more popular. Again. Okay. Right. I listen to another local radio station. Yes. People get the show's name on cars and bridges. Well, graffiti... Yep. No. No, no, not just no, graffiti. Though. No. No, because people put it on their own cars. That's not graffiti. Well, if people want to put it on their own cars, that's something. But no, we can't have. No, we can't have. Don't, don't spray it on bridges illegally. No, no, no. Don't spray it. Don't definitely don't spray it anywhere. Just, just put it on your car. No, don't even do yeah. that. <laughs> do that. No, don't do that. Do that. No, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. We're getting terrible, terrible, trouble. Um, Craig, good evening, Craig. Are you Ian? All right. I'm all right, fella. What can I do for you? Well, I've I've missed the whole thing tonight with uh, with old Dolph Lundgren, really, um, and I just wondered what the relevance was. I, I don't think he mentioned any of his films he did. Thank you, Craig. Let's go to uh, Aaron. 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 Hello. Yes. Oh, good evening. Good evening. Oh, um, I wanted to uh, uh, do my Ian Legions thing. Okay, away you go. Uh, well, I, I don't know it. Well, I, I haven't got it up on the screen now. That was yesterday's show, you muppet. Oh. Make something up, and it better be good, otherwise you're going to get booted off. Right. Okay. Um, I I swear to listen to the Ian Lee show whenever I can, and uh, Ian Lee is the god of radio, and. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, everyone else, uh, a bunch of Muppets. Hello? Hello?
Christopher from West Wickham. Hey, Ian. Oh, can you believe I said to Todd Rundgren, um, rather than a farm boy's wages, that's yeah, not from... Could, well, it's an easy, easy mistake to make. I was so nervous. I was yeah. nervous. I was convinced it was on, oh, yeah. it was on that album. Anyway, I, I, I've, got, I've got some chalk here. Uh, what, what colour did you want that graffiti in? No, I don't want any graffiti. I don't want any graffiti. Don't do well, graffiti. It's, it's chalk. No, I don't want. I don't even want it in chalk. Just no graffiti, all right? Well, it's not. It's, it's, you can rub it off. Oh, like, it I don't want you. Rain. I don't want you rubbing anything off. And if, if anything goes off in the rain, it should be me. No, hang on, that's not right. Was there anything else you wanted, Christopher? Or have you just phoned up to create trouble? Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll just trouble really. We'll say good night then. Good night. The Happy Days Fonz are final coming up after Golf Rap. Okay, so it's. Ooh, dear. It's the. Um, oh, man. Uh, hang on. Gibby? Good evening, Ian. Who won Happy Days um, last night? Was it Dave Beer or Savas Kamal? Oh, it was, was neither, wasn't it? I oh, know, I think it was Kamal won. Actually, no, you're right. Okay. I remember now. Okay. Scott Jones is being booted off and disqualified. Good. Yeah, I've just, I've, I've just seen his Twitter update. He's disqualified. But he's, he's out of order, that man. Isn't it? I don't mind people not liking the show. And I've just said someone sending a stroppy email. I don't mind people not liking the show, but don't be going... I do have another idea. Yeah, go on. I'll spray my car... Yes. ...with an advert for your show. No, go away. I don't want, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested. Okay, so, it's the Happy Days uh, Fonz off. Let's, um, we've been asking you to send in your version of the Happy Days theme. So we have four, as Scott Jones has been banned from um, taking part uh, in it. Uh, so that'll learn him, won't it? The first one is the Alpha and Vinny's Diary of Happy Days. Sunday, Monday. Touch a man's wedding. Tuesday, Wednesday. Peed in a swimming pool. Thursday, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Counts, my cycle hunts, ready to in the field. These days are all the shadows uh, <laughs> that took me by surprise. Uh, well done. Okay, so that was uh, the alpha. This is Stephen from Cumbernauld with Oh Happy Day. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums, ready to race you. These days are all happy and free. Those happy days. These days are all It's painful, isn't it? What a day, grooving all week with you. Woo! These days are all sharing with me. Those happy days. These days are all happy and free. Oh, baby. These happy days. What is that? 
These happy days are yours and mine. Happy days. It's painful, isn't it? This is DC DJ. Finally, the winner from last night is Savash Kimar. Thursday, Tuesday. A week on Friday. Wednesday. Bank holiday Monday. Why did this Wednesday? Saturday. Okay. They're not yours, they're mine. OK, we'll take your votes after this. No, that's not right. Ian Lee. Ian Lee. Absolute Radio. OK, so there we are. This, you, you've heard the four finalists. Uh, it's now up to you to decide who wins. Alpha, Stephen, DC, DJ or Kamal. 0330-123-1215 is the telephone number. Give us a call. Uh, the first one to get five votes will win. Line seven, you're on the wireless. Uh, I vote for Scott. Yes, yeah, Scott's not in the final. Why not? Because he's been banned. Why? Uh, I've been an idiot. But he was funny. Yeah, he's been banned. He did the Dalek business. Sorry? He did that whole Dalek business. He's, he's banned. Well, why has he been banned? He's, he's been banned. Why? What did he say? Sorry, Scott, he's been banned. Huh? He's been banned, Scott. My name's Steve. It's Scott. No, it's Steve. It's Scott. No, no, Scott's my brother. Mm, don't believe you. Right, let's go to uh, line two. You're on the wireless. Uh, I think that one is the first one, of course. The Alpha. Yes, with Mr. Vini. You know the Happy Days was very popular in, in Africa, you know? I thought it might have been, yes. It's fantastic, you know? Okay. But we only got the first episodes. Really? Yes, we only got to series one. We never saw the... You know when he, uh, the phones goes over it's... the motorbike with, uh, on top of the... Yes. You remember that one? Yeah, I'm going to have to go now. Yeah, but we didn't get the second part. Okay. So line uh, three, three, you're on the wireless. I, uh, as much as it pains me to do this, it's like pledging allegiance to saying I must vote for the Alpha because it was the funniest. I know, it's this, it's upsetting, isn't it? It's, it's upsetting, but it's the Alpha as, um, thank you I for that. I, I appreciate you, the, the pain you're feeling. Let's go to line four, four, you're on the wireless. I would like to vote for Kamal. You're going for Kamal? Even though it was, I remember it being quite funny last night, but it was rubbish tonight. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm going for first, um, first impressions. Okay. Um, last night was good. Can I just say one more thing as well? Uh, yeah, please do. Todd Rundgren was a bloody... Thank you. Was a what? A bloody brilliant bumhole. Okay, thank you very much. I think that's, um... I think that's a compliment. I'm not sure. Ten, you're on the wireless. Hey, um, I like, uh, the last one. The, you K- know? Kemal. You know that into... Huh? Kemal. Kemal. Why are you speaking African? I heard you say yay. I Early, d- you said something is yay big or something like that? That's not African. Yeah. Yay. From West Africa. It's a shanty. Yay. 
Ye means this. Yeah, it means this. In, in England. In a shanty. In England. In England, yeah. We, we probably took the word over there. Um. Like about well, 300 years ago or something. Nah, nah, nah. It's, it's thousands of years old, that word. <laughs> I, you know, to make your show more popular? Yeah, not have you on it anymore? Yes? Um, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, um, we could have, um, we could go see one of my witch doctors. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's, that, that's probably not, uh, gonna happen. Three, you're on the wireless. Kamal for the win. Yeah, woo! Okay, it's, it's three to Kamal. It's two to the Alpha. Zero to Stephen. Zero to DCDJ. Let's go to line five. Five, you're on the wireless. I heard DCDJ. The first vote for DCDJ. Why is that? Because my initials are in it. DCJ. Uh, are they really? There we go. Are they really? Up yours. Up yours, you idiot. Let's go to, um... Seven, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello there, mate. Oh, it pains me to do it. I feel dirty. I'm going to go and have a wash. Mm. I'm going to vote for the Alf. Oh. It's a complete and total muck. It's, it's, it's really upsetting, isn't it? Because it, yes. it was the best one. I need to wash. <laughs> Thank you for that. Very, very uncomfortable. It's, um... Uh, that's it. OK, well, let's go to... Uh, three, you're on the wireless. I vote for Scott. OK. You're, you're, you're banned now. Why am I banned? Go, 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 and, go and send you the nasty stuff on Twitter. No, why am I banned? I didn't say anything nasty. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Sorry the first hour was crap, but you didn't write crap. I basically... The, the first hour wasn't what I expected. OK, but then don't go around calling it crap, but not right. crap. Well, I apologise for that. But you're banned, so that's that's that sorted. <laughs> I have eyes everywhere, dear listener. I have eyes everywhere. <laughs> right, come on, listen. Line 10, you're on the wireless. Right, I'm going to vote for Stephen, me. You're going to vote for Stephen? I certainly am. Why? I, I think he was better, and, and I, I loved it. OK, this is the first vote with Stephen. This is, uh... Let's go to line seven. Seven, you're in the wireless. Um, I'm going to go with the Alpha. Oh, OK. It's four to the Alpha, three to Kamal, and one each to Stephen and DC DJ. Um, let's go to line six. Six, you're in the wireless. Right, I'm, I'm writing it now. Hang, hang on a sec. Ian... Lee. No, no, don't do the writing! Talk. No, stop it! You have not got talk. my... No, oh, I want talk sport. <laughs> Good line four, four, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian, is that you? Uh, yes. It is? Yeah, it's John from Glasgow, I phoned a couple of nights ago. Okay. Yeah, I was enjoying the show, listening to the show and that. Excellent, thank you. It's a good show. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for calling. No bothering. Yeah. Wow. Five, you're on the wireless. Hello, I'm... It's Millie! Hello. We've missed you. Oh, that's nice. I I want to enter the happy days thing, but I didn't realise it's too late now. It's too late now. You'll have to wait till next year's competition. 
Okay, I might do one anyway and send it in. Um, who would you like to vote for? Alpha, Stephen, DC, DJ, or Kamal? Stephen. Okay, well then, Stephen's got two votes. Let's go to line six. Six from the wireless. I would like to vote for Savas Kamal. <laughs> okay, well, that's four votes to Savas Kamal. Do you want to do your catchphrase? Oh, I've forgotten it. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, okay, so it's, it, 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 it could be down to the next vote. It's getting very, very tense here. Line 10, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Yes, hello. Uh, can I vote for um, Alpha? You're voting for the Alpha? Yeah, and uh, up yours. Up yours. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner, Eloise. While you've been away, a terrible, terrible thing has happened. The Alpha won the Happy Days Fonz off. Oh. Just there. It probably was the best. It was the best. Feels like it just kind of petered out a bit there towards the end. Week long, comp- over a week that competition been running, and the Alpha won and just petered out there a bit. I feel things got tainted by. Scott Jones ruined it. Yeah. Scott Jones ruined it. Then he phones up and says, What did I do wrong? I said, Well, you posted a tweet saying, Sorry, the first hour was crap, but except you used a stronger word. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean anything by it. Uh, yeah, well, don't do People it then. People are always listening, always watching. We got, we got eyes. Literally everywhere. I've got one in my penis. It's a true story. A true story. <clears throat> the Alpha One. Well, there you go. Has he won anything? Um, I will send him some promos. Promos. I feel like we've just got the show's kind of petered to a halt now. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Just you know, a bad element. Bad element has um has ruined it. What is what is wrong with people? Just not in the weekend spirit. No, no, no. What are you doing this weekend? Are you going to one of those parties set in the the eighteen hundreds? No, I'm going out with PR Natalie. Remember the girl that came in? That oh yeah, her. well yeah, she came in for a night. Yeah. About a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What 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 good has that done us? What what PR have we achieved from that? Nothing. So she came down and brought some crappy strawberries dipped in no, a little lovely. bit of chocolate. A little bit of chocolate she dipped them in, <laughs> and basically it was just you, t- you two, t- chance for you two to have a chat. <laughs> what PR have we got? Maybe she realised that we're not sellable. That's worrying, isn't it? <laughs> well done on the radar figures, is it, or is it not well? D- it's well all- done for outside London and not well done for inside London. Yeah. So one thumb up, one thumb down. <laughs> So we're on an even keel. Okay, so we're, we're, you snooze or you lose. Okay, that's good. We've got to get our podcast up to 35,000 as well. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it, <laughs> never gonna get it, never gonna get it. We just need to get 10,000 more a week. Do you hear that, dear listener? 10,000 more downloads a week. Otherwise, we... Hey, download the podcast from today because... Because I did the intros and outros on my own, and you're yeah. just going to hear a man not knowing what I to say. I hope they're working this time, so I don't get abuse all day, oh. every day, for hours... Like, I don't even fix the podcast. All I do is All go right. and chase the man. All right, you're going on a bit too much. Right, well, I think you're on the wireless. Good evening. Good evening. I had a question. Well, answer, ask it. <laughs> well, you know that um, persuasionist thing you were on? Yes. On BBC Two? Yes, yeah? I know it. Well, hello? Yeah, uh, ask the question. Right, well, what, what was the point of that person that was just sort of going around going, I'm stealing your happiness? I don't know. What's the point in you, Aaron? You're one of the crappiest callers we've ever had. Well, up yours. 
up yours, your band as well. <laughs> and, I, and your band for life. Well, I'll go on talk sport then. Good. They won't let you on because they, they have got standards, which I'm beginning to think, think maybe we should employ the same standards that talk sport have. What's wrong with Aaron? He's a rubbish caller. He's been rubbish all the time. We've kind of nurtured him and tried to work it out. Then he comes in and starts having a pop. What did he say? He just started having a pop about the rubbish sitcom I'm in. Leave that. I'm getting pissed <laughs> off now. Is it like song time so we can go? <sighs> <laughs> just reading, catching up on the emails, not seeing any of them. Oh, God. Let's try this one. Line three, you're on the wireless. Hello. Yep. Hello. My name is Jeremy. I come from the great county of Wiltshire, and I have a proposition for Eloise. Okay. Yes, well, um, I would like to invite her over to my estate near Malmesbury. Um, I have a rather fine estate, and I would like to invite Eloise to partake in some equestrian sports with me. If that does not take a fancy, we could go and shoot some pheasants, perhaps, or possibly go to my stud farm. What you say, my dear? Not really Eloise? my thing. No, no, no. Well, oh, well um, uh, I have a vintage Bentley. You know, I have, um, uh, I have uh, an antique collection of um, Swiss watches. If you like, I could take you to Malmesbury Abbey. I know the caretaker there. <laughs> Would you like this, my dear? When can, <laughs> when can we go? Mons, when? Mm. Uh, this weekend, if you so wish. Next weekend, if not. Next weekend is Valentine's. Well, um, oh, I see, I see. Do, do you have a Valentine? Do you have a, do you have a someone that... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I do not mean to impose, my dear, but I, 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 do, I do have a wife, but she has a colostomy bag, and I'm, <laughs> I, I don't really find her attractive as I used to. Let oh, me, we've blown it there. Yeah, let me be frank with you. I find your voice attractive. <laughs> it's a genuine reason I'm inviting you to my state in Wiltshire. What are you going to do Please. with the wife? Well, she's rather... She's thanked the sisters to recuperate after the colostomy procedure. I have this set all to myself, you know. Uh, well, um, what else could we do? Uh, I could take you to the opera, the Theatre Royal and Bath, you know. It's only a 15-mile drive. <laughs> you like the opera? You, do you, you, my dear? On and on and on, this fella. Uh, if not, we could partake in some... Uh, uh, we, oh, I, oh, 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 I have Sky Plus, Alan Carr's chatty man. I want to I wanna meet the caretaker. The caretaker? Yeah. Yes. Well, he's a rather elderly gentleman. Um, I want to watch Chatty Man with the caretaker. Uh, that, 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 that may be arranged. That, that may be arranged, my dear fellow, but um, I am interested in Eloise, oh, not you, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, 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 well I, the, 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 you may come together, if you so wish. But I would much prefer the young lady, you see. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm being frank, you know, I'm a man of my age, you know. I, uh, yes, I do have certain snags like premature ejaculation, but that, I'm a very, very uh, eloquent speaker. We could intellectualise about the Suez crisis, we could 
talk about my national service in Malaya. We could talk about all sorts of things. What do you, what do you like, my dear? Yeah? Do you like stamps? I, I have many, many re um, stamps from all over the world. What, do you like... What, what do you like? What, what's what your, are your hobbies, what, interests, what, other such your, like? What's your name, my friend? My name is Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, listen, we, we have to end it now because I've, I've got to play a record and then Mark Crosley's on at one. Um, my, my dear sir, um, your, your show is most enjoyable. Thank you. Maybe you could call us on Monday. Indeed. That, that would be rather pleasurable. I need wooing time. Oh, well, I would love to woo you, my dear. But um, <laughs> you would not be averse <laughs> to a spot of mutual masturbation. What a great line to end it on. <laughs> Thank you for your lovely week, Eloise. Good work. Bye. Uh, we, we, I don't think we have got Mickey Darlings next week. We may have him the week after. Yeah, it's we'll one see. of the two. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's happening. Mark Cross is up next. Uh, go and download the podcast. Go and uh, sign on on Facebook over the weekend. And we'll see you on Monday. Ta-ta. Is your secret safe tonight?